Christmas is big, and it seems to me that it's getting bigger and bigger every year. Uh, you head into Woolworths anywhere from around about the middle of October onwards, and the Christmas things are already starting to appear. Christmas decorations, Christmas food. I found some statistics recently that show the bigness of Christmas. Here in Australia, we use more than 8,000 kilometres of wrapping paper. That's enough to stretch from Adelaide to Darwin and then from Brisbane all the way across to Perth. Now, I I got my doubts about this statistic because I had a look around our uh, lounge room and I I think there must be close to a 1,000 kilometres of paper just in our lounge room. Now, if we put all the Christmas cards together, not not end-to-end, but piled them up one on top of the other, they would actually reach into space. Another indication of how big Christmas is, uh, 23% of us are re-gifters. Yes, you know who you are. Uh, And that means that there will be more than 4.5 million presents that are re-gifted this year. Now, those things give you some idea of just how big Christmas is. But here's the one that shocked me. Uh, A story in the Sydney Morning Herald, they estimate that Australians will spend... $48.1 billion on Christmas. $8.8 billion on gifts, $19.1 billion on food, and the rest on things like clothes and decorations. $48.1 billion on Christmas. In case you don't know, that's big. That's more than the GDP of half the countries in our world. Christmas, especially here in Australia, is big. But the irony about Christmas being so big is that that very first Christmas was, well, really small. I mean, it almost went unnoticed when it happened. Everything about that first Christmas was small, and not just small, it was bordering on embarrassingly small, given the circumstances. The mother of Jesus, Mary, were well, we know little or nothing about her. She was a virtual nobody. She's pregnant, but she's not yet married. Maybe not too embarrassing by today's standards, but when her fiancé realises for a fact that he's not the father of this baby, well, you can understand why Joseph had planned to quietly break off the engagement. But after some intervention from the angel, Joseph goes ahead with the marriage and they travel to Bethlehem just around the time that the baby is due. And here, the smallness of Christmas continues. Rather than Jesus being born in a palace or the home of a ruler or a leader or even just a normal home, Jesus is born in a barn. Or it could have possibly been a cave. Either way, the Bible simply tells us that he's born in the place where animals are kept. But none of this was by accident, you know. This was all happening exactly the way that God intended it to. There's a verse that kind of sums up why Christmas is so small. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. 
We live in a world where powerful people like to hang out with other powerful people because they seem to think that hanging around with powerful people will make them look even more powerful or significant. Not so sure if you saw the news story during the week, but Donald Trump had a meeting with Kanye West. Not exactly what you'd call a meeting of the minds there. Kanye, for those who don't know, is a musician and he's indicated that he wants to run for the presidency of the United States in either 2020 or 2024. He's clearly hoping that his friendship with the incoming president, Donald Trump, will boost his chances. And so here they are, uh, posing for for a photo together, hoping to, to cash in on the celebrity of the other person. So who does God organise to visit at the birth of Jesus? I mean, we're talking about the son of God being born here. So who is it that's going to visit? Well, God chooses a bunch of shepherds who were sleeping out in a field. I mean, we don't even know their names. This is an incredibly big thing that is happening. God is stepping into the world in the person of Jesus. Those words really do ring true about the birth of Jesus, don't they? He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not. In the past century, there have been plenty of incredible rescue plans that have been put into effect. On the 2nd of August 1990, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait and there were more than 170,000 Indian citizens who were living and working in Kuwait at the time. So on the 13th of August, a massive evacuation plan was put into effect. 488 flights were made from India to Kuwait and back. It was a massive logistical effort that involved hundreds of people in these 488 flights to evacuate these 170,000 people. It's considered to be the biggest evacuation in history. In 2005... Parts of Texas had to be evacuated as the fourth largest hurricane ever recorded came toward the coastline. They managed to move 2.5 million people to safety in a very, very short period of time. There were literally thousands of soldiers, National Guard, medical people and evacuation teams in place to make this happen. When people pull together... They can do some pretty remarkable things. Well, Christmas is when we celebrate step one in God's rescue plan for this world. And a baby lying in a feed trough may not look big, but this is huge. The saviour of the world was born. And it's all been done in a way that God and God alone brings about the rescue. So again, that's what it says in 1 Corinthians. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Today, we celebrate God's rescue plan. We boast not about what we've done, but about what God has done for us. Jesus came to save us. He came to save us from our sins. He came to save us from ourselves. He 
came to make it possible for us to be made right with God, to live in a relationship with God. Today is the day that we say thank you to God for this incredible gift of his son. Well, I hope that the rest of your Christmas day is wonderful. I hope that it's a day when you can stop and thank God for the forgiveness and the life that come through his son, Jesus.